right. I think that's the best we can do for the music today. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, impressed with you. Yeah, I think I think that was perfect. Perfect um, pitch. Some vibrato was in there. A cat guest starred. <laughs> oh, but don't. So Grant forgot to give us the intro music to our podcast. So Sterling yeah. and I decided to uh, do it live. Yeah, we uh, free riffed it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Um, I'm your host today as Grant's in Scotland, uh, your host, Johnny B. Um, and I'm here with uh, our other co-host, uh, Sterling Sturdaddy Kiefel. How you doing, bud? Good, man. I'm pretty excited. I'm glad you're in charge today. Grant's too strict on us. He's so strict. So now we can do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Man, it's been a while since you've been on here. Missed you. I know. I keep um keep being busy all weekend or, you know, like the schedule just doesn't work out when we were doing interviews with other people. But yeah, yeah. definitely happy to talk about hockey, especially because it's like what two days before free agency oh man it's like it's like christmas i can't sleep at night (laughs) (laughs) just like trolling through twitter (laughs) yeah well i don't troll as much as you on twitter but i just like look at twitter not messing with people yeah (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty crazy though like some of the some of the wild fantasies that fans come up with or like or or fears they're just like oh my god this player is going to sign for nine and a half million. He's only, he's only worth four. And you're like, what? Four? Maybe six? Like, you're an idiot. I'm like, whoa. And then there's a thread of, you know, 95 messages about people bickering back and forth about some, like, B prospect that probably won't even sign with the team. <laughs> that was like the draft. is like, oh, my team did so bad. Fuck them. When really, like, you have no idea whether or not it's going to be good for another, like, <laughs> You're just looking at like hockey database and going like, <laughs> oh, this guy was ranked fifth, so they have to pick him. Like, <laughs> fucking team. You don't like know. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, twenty-five professional scouts like scouring the globe for the best player. <laughs> and that brings us. And you know what's funny too is, if it's a team like I'll just say Vancouver, and they pick a player that people don't expect, people would freak out and call Benning an idiot. But then Eiserman walks up and goes, Mort Seidler. <laughs> like, no, but nobody questions it. They're like, yeah, it's probably amazing. Probably amazing pick. He's probably going to be a top. I think he's a defenseman, right? Steal the draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll scour and find, like, I think there's one draft list that actually had him in the top five. And someone's like, oh, this guy probably knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's 100% correct. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, just to go over our agenda for today, we'll um, we'll do some recap um, on the NHL draft, um, some trades that were made, then we can uh, discuss free agency that's coming up. Sound good? Yeah, man. You know what you're doing. Um, so what do you uh, what are your thoughts on the draft? Uh, I think it was pretty boring for the most part. <laughs> pretty boring. This was that first day. You know, yeah. You know what's funny is how boring it was. I was watching a live stream of it, and I was watching the hockey guy discuss the stream of the draft. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like really excited for every hat moment that happened, 
and went like two hours in and I, I was like, wait a minute, this is boring as hell. There's nothing going <laughs> on. Like, why am I so excited about players I don't actually know a lot about other than some YouTube video of them like body checking one player? Like, this is the best information I got. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty boring. I mean, the funniest thing was Eiserman drafting Mort Seidler. And then it's like this audible gasp, like across the internet and across Twitter. But then people just accepted it and moved on. <laughs> it was just like, like okay. Um, yeah, I, um, I, well, I'm glad we didn't, I was going to ask you if you wanted to go to the draft. Um, but I'm glad we didn't pay like 130 bucks for tickets on that first day because nothing happened. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, the second day was much more, more interesting. Um, I watched the, so I watched the first part of the first day and then had to go on a date. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be, I wish I could stay because I missed, I missed the Habs pick, but I really, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> it's all recorded forever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not even mad. Yeah. What do you think of Puck Golson? Oh, uh, I think it was a good pick by Vancouver. I always think it's, I think it's kind of funny that player or teams and fans and stuff are afraid to draft a Russian because of the KHL. And then you look across the league at all the really great Russian players that stick around and teams that are actually good or treat them well. Like, kind of, kind of funny how that happens. And, and to be honest, like a team like Vancouver, assuming where, or a team like Vancouver where they're picking, it's probably a safe bet to pick a player that you know you're not going to have. You don't have to play them within the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to get to play in the KHL, which is not as physical as the NHL or like junior hockey over in Western Canada. So he'll be able to work on being like a power forward and goal scoring and not getting hammered by, you know, players over here and putting a lot of wear and tear in their body. So I think it was a great pick. I really liked it. What about you? What do you think about the pick or Caulfield or any of the other picks? Yeah, Caulfield, I was so surprised that he dropped that far. Um, I was like refreshing on my phone to see like what was who was picking what and what was going where. And uh, once once uh, Cam York got picked, I'm like, yes, we're definitely picking Caulfield. Because <laughs> that's the other thing is like Mark Bergevin could have walked up and did something really dumb and <laughs> like went off the board. But I feel like I think and I think Cam York was his guy. But as soon as he was kind of taken, I think Trevor Timmons was like, like, thank God <laughs> we, can pick, we can pick this steal. I think it's funny that Cole Caulfield is 5'7". I think he fits right into our our team identity <laughs> of like Smurfs. <laughs> it's like a total Montreal pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's going to be fun watching him and Suzuki play together for years, I think. Yeah. Unless, I mean... I'm a little worried that Mark Bergevin is at the at the helm still. He could just pull the trigger on some anybody. Yeah, Any, anybody could go tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck? So like, yeah, I'm I'm really hesitant. I'm glad that he's 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 taking more of a more of a wait and see approach to everything. I, I appreciate that he's doing that because I think I it think is five or six years he was told to. Yeah, good. Because <laughs> it was it was pretty run run and gun there for a while. Like you didn't know what he was gonna do at any given moment, and uh, and you knew um, you weren't gonna like it. Whatever. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But he's finally starting to rebuild some trust, I think, <laughs> in the fan base. Yeah, he's got to do another good year. <laughs> We're going to accept him. <laughs> They'll half let go of the P.K. Subban trade. Like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm finally, like, okay with it. <laughs> After what? Four three years, years later. Years? Four yeah. years? Uh, I think like it was. That. I think it's three years to the day. It was today. I just saw that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine holding on to something like that for three years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be hockey in the end of the day. You know, like, even seeing your team lose in the playoffs, it does suck, but you got to learn to just let it go. And ever since I've started to do that and been more like, okay, I'll just cheer for another team, it makes it so much funner. Because yeah. because this year, you know, you didn't really have a lot of teams going or favorite teams going far. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just cheer for St. Louis. And it was actually really fun to cheer for them and learn about their team and then watch them win, too. Yeah, makes, I mean, that make, makes it even better. With the whole Gloria song, it would just, like, once they started playing it, it got me going. So I was <laughs> definitely bandwagoning off just because of that, primarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hop right on. <laughs> Um, what do you think? Do you think uh, Jersey made the right choice um, in picking Hughes over Kako? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I, I would say center over winger any time of the year. Mm. And just the fact that he's an American and New Jersey really needs a player, like a, an American player, to help sell the team. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not doing too great with, a, with um, you know, sales and, and all that kind of stuff. So from a marketing standpoint, he's just an absolute steal for them and i think they really need a center and if you have if you can find a way to keep taylor hall happy which i also think was part of the suban trade uh, like they're going to have a better team like in the next few years if they can keep all those players happy and develop like a top line center like they'll probably be mm-hmm. back in the playoff hunt again yeah they're gonna like they're gonna have hughes and hughes one two for years it's gonna be amazing to see yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're they're pulling their goalie and going all in um, with that PK Subban <laughs> trade. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. What was it, two second rounders and a nobody player? Yeah. Shit. I'm surprised a lot of other teams didn't do that, or at least offer like a slightly better prospect. You know. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That's that's why that's par- partially why I'm like okay with the Weber trade because we got Shea Weber out of it. And, like, what does Nashville have to show for it now? <laughs> well, they did have a cup run, I would say. That yeah. Was, I always, I would say that was worth it. Um, I do, you know, it's kind of funny because when he signed his contract at $9 million, it looked like that's where the NHL was going for mm-hmm. all the salaries. But then the, but then the cap got slowed down a little bit, and all yeah. of a sudden the salaries were froze for a year or two. So his salary looks ridiculous at this point Yeah. Um, for the past three years. But now all the salaries are going to leap up again. So Yeah, you got Carlson at 11.5. Yeah, that's <laughs> so fucking crazy for seven people, years or something. People are talking about uh, Tyler Myers around 7, 7.5, 8. I'm like, what? I, I, I've heard that that's not true from, like... The hockey insiders are uh, all saying like no it's it's between six and seven it's probably like, the I, agent like trying to promote it 
or it's I think it's Vancouver fans just freaking out. Like assuming <laughs> Bing Benning's just gonna add like another million just for hell of it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at their cap situation, if they pay him eight, that means they only have seven for Brock Besser. So yeah, they can't do that. That's not gonna happen. No. I highly fucking doubt that's gonna happen. Um do you wanna talk about that? Um about <laughs> about Tyler Myler, Myers or, or yeah, because there's a lot of shit going on with him. Yeah, we can get into it. What do you? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you uh, think about? What do you think about Tyler Myers going to Vancouver? You think it's like a good idea, bad idea? Uh, even if even if let's say it's like six, best case scenario, like some miracle, six six by seven. Do they do they need him that bad? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So they got they got Edler to like the perfect the perfect contract I think yeah I like they couldn't they couldn't be more more happier with that because two years he's not on he's not on the roster for the Seattle draft mm-hmm. um, he's probably only going to be good for the <laughs> for the next two years and it's fairly cheap six million for a defenseman who was pretty effective last year mm-hmm. I would say like the two things Vancouver needed the most was a winger a power winger and a right shot defenseman who could get over 20 points because they don't really have somebody like that. The closest they have is, so they have Tanev who's always injured. He's mm-hmm. good, but he's injured all the time. And then they have Stetcher who's good, but he doesn't get a lot of points. And so getting someone like Tyler Myers who doesn't get injured that often, that could play top line minutes, um, that apparently was more effective in top line minutes is like a huge upgrade for them. Even though it doesn't look like it because everyone's like, well, Tyler Myers isn't, you know, he's not like a top 20 defenseman. It's just that Vancouver's defense is like bottom five of the league. So if they really want to make the playoffs in the next couple of years, they have to get some upgrade on defense. And the one, the other thing I think people should really look at is who do they have under contract on defense in the next three years? And the question is Quinn Hughes, or the answer is Quinn Hughes. Everybody mm-hmm. else is either an RFA or UFA, mm-hmm. which includes Ed- Edler and Tanev. So even though they, you know, they'll have them for a long time, it's like wow. they need some type of veteran that's going to be around for a long time, with players like, you know, young players like Quinn Hughes and Jet Wu coming up. Yeah, they have they have literally no one signed on defense <laughs> beyond. <laughs> Did you pull it up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have they literally have only Edler and Hughes signed for next year on defense. Yeah. That's nuts. On a team that's defense isn't that good. It's probably the weakest link. Yeah. So if you if you want to look at it that way, then yeah. <laughs> Myers would be a great addition. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's the thing is like I'm I think he's I think people are overrating him. I think he's I think he's like a solid four. Yeah. Um he's not that quick. He's a big body for sure. And I'd trust him defensively, but and that's the other thing, he's point points wise, he's thirty six two years ago, thirty one last year. That's still a huge upgrade. <laughs> Look at what their defense can get. It's really funny. <laughs> How bad their defense is point-wise. If Edler had played a full season, I think he would have hit 30 points. I'm pretty sure. Um, so he's right-handed. So would you put him with Edler, or would you put him with Hughes? Well, the thing was, so 
here's the other thing. Quinn Hughes is a mobile defenseman. He's fast, but he's known to be a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. And so you need somebody who's just going to kind of hang back and, and watch and make sure that, you know, the goalie isn't going to be left hanging out to dry all the time when Quinn Hughes is trying to do stuff. And so him with Tyler Myers could be a really good fit. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they could shuffle them around from being like either their top pairing defenseman or second pairing the defenseman, depending on how they're playing. And then also if, um, if, if and when, uh, and their tenant gets hurt, probably when, is <laughs> then the two of them would be able to take the top line minutes a bit better with someone who's like Tyler Myers. Maybe he's not, let's say he's number four. At least he could handle it a lot better than some of the players they have. Um, like Stetcher's not that bad on the right, but he's small like Quinn Hughes. So if you're having these two really small defensemen, just, I don't know. It doesn't seem to fit well to have them on the same line, so it'd be better if they were spread out. And Edler's more of a—he's a little bit bigger of a left-handed defenseman, so he can play with Stetcher. Um, you can throw Tanev. You can lower Tanev's minutes with a, like that combination as well. So you could maybe split it three ways, or or keep him as a third, like a high-end third-pairing defenseman. It, it is—it is an upgrade, regardless of what people think. I, it's I like, agree with it's you. A, looking, it's a very at- big upgrade. Looking at the numbers, looking at the roster, um, at six mil, like that'd probably be a great contract for Vancouver. It was like, so what? Like, what's the plan with Ben Hutton? Oh, he's gone. He's uh, gone. He. I don't I think that. they can afford to re-sign him because of the the Roberto Luongo recapture penalty. Right. Right. Um, I, th- I think he made two two and a half million last year, something like that. And he he's a decent like second pairing defenseman like he can be good with a good partner. Right. His his numbers really suffered because he played with Good Branson. <laughs> you know yeah. it, it was it was bad man like statistically with him and Good Branson were the worst pairing in the NHL. Like but when you took Hutton off that and you put him with Stetcher, suddenly they were like a middle pairing. It's like so what does that tell you like how bad Good Branson and him work together. Yeah. So they yeah. bought out they bought out Ryan Spooner today as well. Did so they? add another yeah, add another <laughs> add another million to that to that Roberto Luongo recapture penalty. Oh. What did they um, say? What did they say? No, I'm all excited. Uh they're paying out a million essentially a million three for the next two years. Mm, that's okay. Um yeah, looking at looking at the cap space, you Basically, have enough to sign Besser and um, sign Myers, and then pick up a couple of these RFA's that you've got sitting here. Hmm. It'll be it'll be tight because um, I think you'll probably want to bring back both uh, Levo and Goldobin. I think Goldobin is coming back, but not because they want him to that much. Yeah, yeah. I think they're <laughs> kind of done with him, and but they don't want to trade him for nothing right now. Yeah, I mean Montreal qualified uh, Michael McCarron, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta bring back guys that might, might have some sort of value at some point, right? Yeah, I mean he deserves another shot. To be honest, he had a good first half of the year last year. They really got to bring back Levo though. Oh man, that yeah, he was good. He was great on the team. He was a good you know middle six middle six winger, and 
totally contributed. He fit well with a lot of the players. They're, they still don't have a great top six, so throwing him up with either the Patterson or Horvat line is going to be, you know, is going to fit really well. Yeah. Um, if they need it, and if not, you can put him on the third line with like Goddard or Goddard, Bertanen, and and uh, Lebo. It's not a bad third line. So a perfect transition. Uh, let's talk about trades. What did you think of the JT Miller trade? At first, I was really angry. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. what Classic what? Vancouver fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, like, ready to flip out, and I was getting angry. And then I stopped, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know that much about JT Miller. And so I started reading about him. I'm like, okay, so he's a power winger. He can get 40 to 50 points. And then I looked at his minutes from last year because he had a, down, a slightly down year last year. He was, I think he was in the 40 points. And I looked at his minutes, and he was playing on average two minutes less than he was in the previous years. I'm like, oh, he was on Tampa. It was a pretty stacked team, so he didn't get to play that much. And then I looked at his contract, and he's like, it's like five point something million. And then I compared him to Kevin Hayes. And I was like, he's he's making two million less than Kevin Hayes. He's a year younger, and they're and he's actually had a higher career end in points. I'm like, oh my god. And then I also thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute. If if they get him, they actually have another top six winger, and they could probably roll a decent top six now instead of like one good line and kind of an okay second line. Um, so it's a big upgrade for the team. I don't really like the idea of trading first round picks already, but I can kind of, I really do can understand why they did it. And you know, you kind of have to just. You know what I mean? You want like I want the team to win now. Mm-hmm. I'm not really on Team Tank anymore. Yep. So if I want them to win, they're you know they'll be barely making the playoffs like a bubble team, and at that point the draft picks around 15, 16, 17 or whatever. And a 15, 16, 17 draft pick for a top six winger who's on a good contract for four years on a team that desperately needs a top six power for a winger. It's not that bad of a trade, to be honest, if they make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs both years and it ends, <laughs> up, ends up being like a top 10 pick, then it'll it'll that's pretty bad. And I think in the end, if that happens, Benny would just lose his job anyway. Yeah. And, and if he didn't make the trade and they were bottom 10, he'd lose his job anyway. So. I don't know. I'm actually I'm for the trade. I, I like the idea of like actually watching two good lines play on a team <laughs> instead of waiting for Pedersen's line to come on and then Pedersen and Besser are off and being bored. I'm like, ah, all right. So I think yeah, Vancouver's I, a lot closer than people think. I would agree. Also say. I would agree with you. And scoring's um, their biggest issue. Is it? Well, scoring. Scoring from wing and scoring from defense. Yeah. It's two things they do not have very, very much of. Yeah. What do you think? I was I was happy for it. Um, I think it's a little pricey if you consider that Tampa Bay was trying to offload him. Yeah. Right? They were trying to clear that cap space. So you'd think that Vancouver would be able to leverage that into a smaller package. But I don't get why it wasn't a conditional uh, first to second. Yeah. So if they yeah. don't make the playoffs next year, then it's a second, which means it would be... Like say they just they're like dead last. Then yeah. They, then it'd be thirty first. 
which is still a pretty good pick for a team that's already stacked with players like Tampa and is a good good drafting team. So I don't I don't understand. Like maybe there was honestly maybe there was a bidding war with other teams. Maybe other teams oh, were yeah. offering more. It's like it's one of those things that we just don't know enough about. Um. And and like I said, his contract is like way better than any wingers contracts are at this point. I mean, what was it? Kevin Hayes is at seven million. You've got Skinner at nine. <laughs> like fuck. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of JT Miller. I'm a fan of his contract. Um, I'm a fan of him on this team. I'm excited to watch him play next year. Me too. <laughs> um, what, did, what about that? Uh, what about that PK trade? Uh, I was really, yeah, I was really surprised um, that he went to New Jersey. And then I kind of, again, was like, oh, maybe I'll learn more. Um, so when I learned more, I was like, oh, him and Taylor Hall are friends. And and then you actually look at the trade, and it was only a couple second-round picks, and New Jersey has a lot of capital base. I think, like, I think it's a really good trade for New Jersey, to be honest. It's good for uh, Nashville as well because they have the cap space now to sign Duchesne or whoever. But now New Jersey's suddenly got an upgrade on defense and an upgrade uh, at forward. And they've got a really, they've got a big boost to their team and a real marketable team next year. Mm-hmm. And it might actually be good for Subban not to have like, be in a high pressure market. I think uh, he's, yeah, I think he's going to thrive there as their, as their number one guy. Like I think he, like that's the environment he really plays well under mm-hmm. is if he's, he's a guy. And uh, he was, I mean, he was the third or fourth defenseman in in Nashville, right? So, Mm -hmm. which says a lot for Nashville. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How good their defense actually was. (laughs) What do you think? Um, Yeah, I just, I was shocked at the price. Like, there's a premium on cap space, essentially. A huge premium on cap space. You know, Toronto gives up a first round to get rid of a usable player. Yeah, <laughs> like that. it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> and uh, it's official. I believe that uh, Carolina will be will be buying out Marlowe. Like, yeah, couldn't, couldn't convince him to stay. Actually, uh, yeah. thinking of Carolina, didn't you know we all basically laughed when they hired Tom Dundon. But since he's been hired, he's been a pretty good GM. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I kind of threw up a little bit when I said that. Like, I don't, know <laughs> what to, I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe his plan all along was to get Winnipeg back as well. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, just quickly going over some other trades. Um, Ryan Hartman is going to Dallas from Philadelphia. Um that one's of note because just because it was really funny, he uh, posted on Twitter that he was he was going uh, out of cell service for a little while. He was uh, camping and fishing. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so the trade happens and he has no idea. He had no idea for like a uh, couple of days. That sucks, man. <laughs> um, Arizona trades one of their D, uh, Kevin Connaughton, for Carl Soderberg to the Avalanche. Um, 
the Golden Knights are offloading some cap space, uh, getting rid of Eric Halla to the Canes, and um, also of note, uh, trading Colin Miller um, to Buffalo for a couple of rounds, for a second and a fifth round draft pick. So, what do you think of uh, Buffalo's defense? They're um, they're not bad now. Yeah, they got so they okay. got Dalene and Nurstalinen. Um, Jake McCabe and Brendan Montour, Marco Scandella and Colin Miller. Man, that's not bad. That's pretty good. I Buffalo is one of those teams, man. They have a good roster. Like there's, they should not be where they are every year. And I mean, and last year when they had that uh, 10 game winning streak and they were, you know, top of the league at one point, like there's no reason for them to have fallen as far as they did if it wasn't for coaching or something. Like I don't know what that team is, what's going on with that team in the locker room or the culture or if it's a specific player or what, but like they got to figure their shit out because they've got a decent enough team that they should be at least pushing for the playoffs every year and not, you know, hanging out at the bottom with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I think they were like living and dying by that top line last year, um, but Casey Middlestat needs to be more productive. Um, their third line or their fourth line isn't particularly great. Um, but uh, yeah, Carter, Carter Hunton had a pretty good, had a pretty good season last year. So um, yeah, I, I expect them to be better this year. Obviously we'll see if they can maintain some, some sort of consistency because they, they were on fire when, when they were rolling through October, November. I don't know. I, rem- I remember when we were first first doing this podcast, the podcast, first couple episodes, and we we're like, "Yeah, Buffalo is a lock for the playoffs." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> Pretty sure we said St. Louis is done. <laughs> Although in our defense, we did also say they're like they're better than this. They're not. This yeah, this we is did. weird. Yeah, we were shocked by that. Um, let's move into uh, free agent signings. Um. So we already got your opinion on that Kevin Hayes contract. Do you have anything more to say on that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck are they thinking? I don't understand that. They have a decent enough team that they don't need to throw money at a center like that. I think it's – oh, I think they're just not really happy with um, Dolan Patrick, and they're really worried about his development. Yeah. Because by now he was expected to be – at least a second line center for them. So now he's definitely their third line center. Uh, he's got a bit of that Alex Galchenyuk syndrome going on. <laughs> <laughs> Never can quite figure it out long enough to be an impact player and some odd injuries here and there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It's kind of funny how that draft worked out. As everyone was like, oh... Woe was Vancouver. They didn't win again. They end up in fifth. And then they ended up winning the draft anyway. Yeah. And everyone was talking about Heischer and Patrick being like, you know, the top two players. And I mean, they're not horrible, but they haven't turned out as good as as yeah, good as no. like, as good as people thought they would be. Yeah, Vancouver definitely won that draft. Um Eric Carlson signs for eleven point five mil. 
that one's uh, a bit freaky. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how much longer San Jose can keep this up. Like, I don't want to doubt them because of how long um, uh, Doug Wilson's been able to keep, like, a really good team together there. But, you know, he's losing Pavelski this year. The other players are getting older. And now you have Carlson's contract locked up for a few years. Like, how... I don't know. It worries me. I think they'll be... I think it's definitely good for them for the next few years. Mm -hmm. But I feel like by the time he's hitting 37, like, that $11 million at 37 is going to be a hard, hard pill to swallow for that team. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm like... I was worried about all the reports of um, Montreal kind of being in on him because his his body in like five years from now probably won't be that great. It, and, you know, at least Montreal's got a lot of really good young prospects. So if you have one older player making I mean, we all have, that money. We have an older player making all that money. Shea <laughs> Weber. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And he like he's been he's had some hard minutes on that body so yeah I wonder how many big contracts a team can handle before they before it just totally fucks up their entire roster. Mm, ask Toronto that. Yeah, well we'll find, <laughs> we'll find out. We will find out. I mean they're pretty fucked right now. Um. Yeah, but and that's the other thing is like Montreal has Weber at around eight mil, Price at around ten and a half. Um, so they could probably fit in one more, but maybe. Uh, but maybe. with the the way contracts are going right now, uh, what are their young players going to make when they come out of entry level? That's the problem. In a couple like, of years, they're going to have a bunch of guys coming up looking for new contracts, and it's going to be scary because they won't be able to keep them all. And it's going to turn into, you know, your your second line wingers coming out of entry contract are going to be making 6 million. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous right now. <laughs> um, unless, uh, unless I sign a team friendly contract like William Carlson, man, that was such a good contract. Yeah. I, I know players want to get paid what they're worth, but I really wish they would start thinking about, what this does to the the team like they want to play with like you yeah. want to win with if you really you're like fuck it i just want a max deal who cares then you're just going to play on a crippled team for at least a couple of years until your contract becomes more kind of viable in the as the cap expands yeah i think carlson i feel like carlson's their best center he's like their best two-way center um and he could have probably demanded more. Um, he's oh, making he's five point nine for eight years, but that's the thing. Yeah, that's he could thing. have easily got Kevin Hayes money on that. Oh, easily. Board. Yeah, he could have got eight, no problem. But his main goal was staying in Vegas, and he realized under <laughs> under the current cap situation with um, Pacioretty making way too much and Statsu making way too much. He realized that he's got to kind of take a pay cut if he wants to stay there. Mm -hmm. And they've got Mark Stone. Legacy of GMGM GM already, man. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did great at the draft, but after that, I'm not I'm not even sure. 
of uh, George McPhee. Yeah, he did great at the draft. I yeah, I'm worried about like they have a good team right now. That's for sure. But, but those contracts have, are. Yeah, he's just started to sign. Like he's just throwing money at all the players. Hey Nate Schmidt, we'll sign you for seven years. Hey Shea Theodore, here's six years. Mark Stone, eight years. William Carlson, at least William Carlson's good. Yeah. Stassi's only a couple years. Alex, yeah, Alex talks seven years. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't understand this. Like they're letting, they're going to be letting uh, Brandon Perigo probably as a UFA. I think, I feel like any team looking for a solid third line uh, player, winger with uh, with some scoring hands, they should be mm-hmm. looking for him. Yeah. Um, they got, uh, well, I mean, Shea Theodor signed a really nice contract at 5.2 million for a while. But yeah, anyway. Um, and then uh, the last last free agent signings of note happened, I guess, yesterday when we knew they were coming. Uh, Kapanen and uh, Janssen. So Leafs, Leafs signed them to, I think, uh, relatively team team friendly or team appropriate contracts um, at 3.2 and 3.4 for three and four years, respectively. Yeah, having their contracts staggered is really good. So they don't have to worry about them both in the same year. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, man, if you look at their cap space, if they sign Marner for $10 million, which is, I think, lowballing it at this point, I think he yeah. wants more, they only have $2.5 million to sign a forward and 2D. Mm. That is like, that. I mean, you're just doing three league minimums at that point to fill that position. And that's if they can't get rid of... Um, What's his name? Oh, I'm blanking. Johnny, help me. Connor Brown? No, they're defensemen they want to get rid of. Zaitsev. Oh, Zaitsev, yeah. Yeah, if they can get rid of uh, Zaitsev. If they do get rid of him, then they'll have uh, $7 to sign 3D and a forward. (laughs) Man, that Nathan Nathan Horton contract's really biting them right now. Well, they can put on the injured reserve. That gives, oh, yeah, them, that's true. gives them five point something million in cap space. Yeah, it, honestly, at this point, I can't see, unless something magical happens. It seems like Toronto's probably going to take a step back next year. I wouldn't say out of the playoffs. I think their forwards will carry them, and their de- defense wasn't super great to begin with anyway. So, some free agents. Unless, unless they flip, they could flip Janssen or Kapanen. Uh, I don't know. I I think their biggest mistake is they should have traded Nylander for a D mm-hmm. a long mm-hmm. time ago, and just yeah. looked at looked at the makeup of the team and going, we want a right-handed D. You know, troll all the teams that need him. I think there could have been a fit there with Carolina. Maybe even if you threw in a an extra draft pick or something. Uh, yeah, I think they should have done that a long time ago. That and the whole the length of the Zaitsev contract is just ridiculous. It's like still five years left. <laughs> like those those two things have kind of screwed them but we'll see and you know signing Tavares to 11 million dollars when that when that happened I just turned I turned to I was sitting with the Leafs fan I turned to him I'm like how do you like that trade and they're like what trade I'm like Tavares for Marner <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i don't know I, I honestly i still like it i think it was a good good signing but they should have dealt with neilander a long time ago and yeah. dealt with, dealt with zaitsev a long time ago before his value had dropped off a cliff <laughs> like just clear the cast space ahead of time so you know that you have all that space um to deal with your other more important players because right now like having everyone's talking about maybe trading Kadri, but like why he's Kadri, he's, he's got a good contract for three years contract. and he's he can be a second or third line center on your team he fits pretty well with that team right now yeah That's the thing. It's like I feel like he's a second line center on most teams. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's move into uh, the actual free agency that's happening in a couple of days. Who do you uh, who do you see making a big splash? I think Avalanche. I think they're going to make a big splash. They have a lot of cap space. They have a great young team. I think it'd be very attractive for a lot of players to go to. But I, I don't know who they're actually going to get. That's my problem. I think they've got the space to attract some really good people. But it just seems kind of... Well, yeah, so they have the space, yeah. but they they need to... They have a bunch of RFAs that they need to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, they have 38, almost $39 million in cap space <laughs> right now. <laughs> Wow. So they have they have Rantanen, right? He's probably yeah. a ten million dollar player. Yeah. Unless he's feeling generous. Um Kerfoot, what's Kerfoot worth? Um depends on like the contract, I think. But probably anyway, I right. I would say probably around uh Janssen money. Maybe yeah. a little less. They don't really need to sign anybody on defense. Oh, Zadora, sorry. They got to sign Zadora. Yeah, they have a lot of space. So even with the players that they, <laughs> there's some error on cap friendly says they have 51 million cap space. <laughs> <laughs> cap hit 55, space 55 or 51. Um, but yeah, even if they sign Ranton and, and then those other players, they're still probably only hitting like 20 million. Mm-hmm. So they still got a huge chunk of it. No, they probably yeah, don't want to tie it up too much. I was going to say, have to be careful. Sam Gerrard is coming up and looking for a contract. Kel McCarr will be in a couple years. Yeah. Tyson Barry next year. You I don't guess, want to overlap with Nathan McKinnon in four years either. Exactly. Tyson Yost. Um, this is his last year of his entry level, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just proper, proper cap management, and they'll be fine. Um, do you th- who do you think that they'd go after an offer sheet? They're the team I think should offer sheet somebody. I think they have the space. They could give up the draft picks. They have enough um, good players on their team that, you know, say they like their offer sheeted player, but they don't. But there's not a fit, or they have too many forwards or defensemen or something. Then they have room to make a trade and actually gain back another player that maybe fits better or or whatever, right? Like they'd have a lot of wiggle room after that. Mm-hmm. I think the fan base has been waiting long enough for them to be good again. So making some type of offer sheet that um, bumps them up quite a bit would be, in my opinion, really good idea. And like honestly, like offer sheet Braden Point, like do it. 
Yeah. He's he's ripe for the taking. They need a second line center. He'd be perfect there. Yeah, and that would I mean that would the Tampa Tampa Bay is like handcuffed with their with their cap space, right? Yeah. So it'd be perfect perfect opportunity to steal him out of there. Yeah, and Tampa Bay, you know, they're they might be good enough where or good enough through the draft where they might actually just kind of go, well, fine, we'll take the draft picks because they know that they can get a good player again. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, everyone talks about offer sheets, but you really got to look. Do they have the cap space? Do they have the ability long-term to keep the player? Uh, do they have the draft picks? And are they good enough? Like, can they actually win? Is this player the final thing they need to be a winning team in the next few years where the first-round picks aren't all going to be the bottom half of the league? There's mm-hmm. not that There's not that many teams that fit all that criteria. Um, looking at the free agency list, I'm just going to go down the list and ask you where you think they're going to end up. And you can just, like, say quickly... What, uh, where do you think they're going to go? So looking uh Panarin, where do you think he's going to go? Uh, New York. Rangers. New York? Yeah. Duchesne? Nashville. He yeah. Loves playing, he loves playing guitar. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's a house there. 15. Yeah. Um, no, like, no tax, no tax, no tax state or low tax state. I anyway. A, I think it's a low tax state. What Great about Sergey Bobrovsky? Bobrovsky. Uh, I think Florida, because I think they're the only team that's really going to pay him what as high as he wants. Yeah. Um, here's one, Anders Lee. Ooh, ooh. I don't want to. I don't want to say that he's going to leave the Islanders because we have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine le- losing two centers to free agency in two years in a row, or two captains? I mean. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that would suck. But uh, to be honest, he's I don't know if he's worth the money that he wants. He's like Jeff Skinner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a couple good years. Yeah, you can score goals, but is he going to consistently get 40 goals a year to make him worth like 8 million? I mean, he's better than Kevin Hayes. Mm-hmm. I'd give him that. So, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That Kevin seven Hayes and a half, contract eight, is nine. shit. Yeah. So like, I, if you're looking at, if you're being like, oh look, here's a comparable. Well, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're looking at a range from Kevin Hayes to Jeff Skinner. That's where he's gonna want to be, and he's gonna want seven years. And how old is he? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. So he's twenty eight. Like, uh, who's gonna do that? I don't know, man. He'd fit well on like Pittsburgh or Edmonton, but. I don't think they could afford him. So he's probably going to sit there for a little while, eh? I don't know. I don't know who has the cap space. I think if the Rangers don't get Panarin, maybe they do it. Maybe maybe Carolina would shell some money out because they want they wanted scoring. That's a tough one, man. I think he goes where Panarin doesn't. Okay. Uh, Tyler Myers, do you think he's coming <laughs> to Vancouver? Well, apparently, the entire <laughs> city is like ready to light the Jim Banning's house on fire. So <laughs> they're pretty convinced. They're pretty convinced he's going there. It seems like he is. 
uh, I think it'd be a good good fit for him. I thought Winnipeg was actually really setting themselves up to get him, but for some reason, um, nobody's really talking about him going back there. Uh, he he's meeting other teams, but I'd still say Vancouver's probably. They have Line A and they have Connor, Kyle Connor, right now that they need to focus on. So I, I think Tyler Myers is the odd man out. Yeah. Um, Joe Pavelski. Oh. Oh, Colorado. I think he'd be yeah. Oh, that would be that would be great. I heard um, I heard he's basically looking at three teams. He's looking at San Jose, going back to San Jose, but I don't think they can afford him mm-hmm. um, after that Carlson contract. Um, I've also heard uh, him connected to Minnesota, and I've heard him connected to Tampa Bay. Hmm. So, um. Marcus Johansson out of Boston. Oh, I think he's going to stay. Unless they can't afford him, but I don't see why he'd want to leave. He fit really well there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Oh, here's a a good one. Jake Gardner. Oh. (laughs) He's definitely not going to stay in Toronto. They can't afford him. So unless there's some exorcism of the cap. (laughs) <laughs> that team, he's not. He's gonna leave. Uh, I want to say Montreal because they can fit him and use him. I really want to say Montreal. <laughs> I really want him. I can't see another team. I'm just quickly looking at all the teams right now. So Maybe. he's a left-handed D, but there's like a a premium and uh, a need in the league for right-handed D. Yeah. Like everyone's looking for that right-handed guy. Whereas Montreal's looking for that left-handed guy. One team. Let me just quickly make sure I'm not screwing up here. I was going to say... No, they won't do it. I was I was going to actually like throw Calgary out there, but because they're talking about trading some of their D, so I was thinking like maybe they'll trade a D for a forward and try and bring them in. But it doesn't seem very likely. I, mean, I don't know. Buffalo... It's, Buffalo. He doesn't fit in a lot of places, to be honest. He fits in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be perfect for him. Like, right, like, Shea Weber finally having a partner. Puck moving defenseman. Um, He'd be great on that power play. Let me just take one look at one more team. This might work. It'll slot Mete back onto second pairing with Jeff Petrie. You know... Colorado could use him because they could drop one of their D. Well, and fit him in there too. They were talking about getting rid of yeah. trading Tyson Berry, right? Well, he's a right shot D. Mm. So they're bringing in what Makar is. Oh, Makar's a right shot D. Okay, yeah, I'd say Colorado. I think they'd be like a sneaky dark horse just because they have the space and. They could shift. They don't have like a huge problem with their contracts that they couldn't just shift one around or even a barrier player if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And and I think he's. I think Gardner's probably looking at around seven million. Yeah. Points he produces and everything. Yeah, that's and what I got pegged at. Yeah. A proper seven million, not a Tyler Myers seven million. <laughs> the imaginary seven million. <laughs> I heard it was nine. So. <laughs> given by the media. Given by Vancouver fans. 
you know what's funny is I check just another thing. I check Twitter all the time, constantly. And ever since those rumors came out, that's like one of the the top three things I see constantly. And from random people that aren't I'm not following. It's just because it's talked about so much. Fucking yeah, look, there's another one. Third. One, two, yeah, third on my Twitter list. Tyler Myers for eight million. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in two days, we're going to be the like, we're going to be looking at ourselves. Yeah, in two days. We're going to be wrong about everything. Yeah, New, Jer- New Jersey's going to pick up Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Myers is going to go to Ottawa. What? <laughs> Where do you think uh, Zuccarello is going to go? Oh, um, I want I want to see Dallas. Yeah, you think they're going to keep him? Yeah. He fit really well there. He looks really good in green. Yeah. <laughs> Every day those greens are great color. <laughs> Do you think uh, the Islanders are going to resign Leonard? Or are they, they, are they going to go after someone else? I think they'll resign him after Bobrovsky signs in Florida. Right. Because I don't think, I think Lou is going to play too, too hard of a ball with uh, Bobrovsky. It's like, I'm not giving you fucking 10 yeah. million. What are you crazy? I don't want a Stanley Cup with a $10 million goalie unless you're the top in the league every year for the rest of the fucking contract. So they've also got Varlamov on the on the list too here. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't he's, want Varlamov. He's too much of a wild card. Yeah, like he's he's good or just shit. Yeah. It's hard, to, hard to peg him. Maybe he'll end up in. I don't know, New Jersey or something. Yeah. They could possibly use an upgrade on goalie. I think they have to finish. Let me just double check. Yeah, they have. Actually, never mind. They have Schneider as their backup and they have Blackwood that they can sign. So he won't go there. I don't know. Where do you think he'll go? Varlamov? I, I mean. Carolina, maybe? I could see Colorado bringing him back. As a backup? Yeah, as a 1-2. Like, have a 1A and 1B. Split. split. Have you heard heard about his contract demands? No. Okay. That's what I'm curious about, because... Because because you know Bobrovsky wants so much that you kind of like, okay, none of these teams will get him. But with Varlamov, he was making Mm 5.9 past several years. I'm assuming he's going to... I mean, he's 33... No, he's not 33. He's 31. 31. Yeah. yeah. So he's 31. Yeah, he's probably gonna want like 6.5 maybe. I think he's gonna want an, uh, at least a three-year deal at that. Kind of yeah. like Ryan Miller's contract with Vancouver years ago. Um, do you know who'd be a good replacement for Ben Hutton? Yeah. At like a relatively good, good contract. Jordy, Jordy Ben. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Jordy Ben. No, I, I, I think I've always liked Jordy. I watched him play, and I'm like, you know what? He's pretty good. He is good when he's used at fifty, like around fifteen minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Montreal had him slotted in. He was he was averaging twenty two minutes. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much for Jordy Ben. That's the you know that's the thing that happens with those um, players like that that. They're not playing in the position they're expected to, 
thinner in a high pressure market that's watching like every fucking inch of what he does. And so he like getting him exposed like that and getting him watched like that, it's looks like he's a horrible defenseman because you're going to see. Oh, you know, he's going to get exploited. Yeah, he's going to get. But the odds are he's just going to make, you know, five or six mistakes a night. Yeah, because like if let's say the best defense in the league is going to play good 95 percent of the time. So they make five percent of the mistakes. So, you don't you'll see maybe one or two a night, but it's not that often. And then the third pairing defensemen are, you know, effective like 75 percent of the time. So all of a sudden their minutes go up and they're doing like their error rate is like five times as much. Yeah. And then it just looks horrible. But then, then throw- everyone gets on their back. Fuck you, Jordy Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Me. I do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I was doing that when he was in Dallas, man. I know. You get so bad at him, but I'm like, dude, it's like not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually Bergevin's fault for having him paired with... They had him two years ago. They had him playing with Shea Weber for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a problem. Anyway, I think he'd fit really well in in that Vancouver roster, uh, replacing Ben Hutton. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Anton Strahlman? Do you think he's going to stay in Tampa? No, I think they're just going to let him go for some cap relief. He's been, they were trying to trade him for a couple of years, I think. Oh, yeah. So I think they're just going to finally let him go. And he'll probably go. I think he'd want to win a Stanley Cup, I'd imagine. So... Maybe a team like Winnipeg, he could fill in a space there. Again, it depends on his cap demands. Mm-hmm. But I would say probably, yeah, I'll go with Winnipeg. With uh, another right-hand D, this is an interesting question. Uh, where do you think Ron Hainsey's going to go? He's 38. He made three mil last year. I yeah. think he stays in points. Toronto. Yeah? Do you, think, because... do you think he takes a pay cut and stays in Toronto? Well, he's going to have to if he wants to stay, but he fit decently well in there. Babcock likes him. He got good minutes. Well, so that's the thing is like he's not going to he's not going to get that kind of respect anywhere else in the league. Like if he wants to play and be like a core part of that defensive team. Yeah. Toronto's and, Toronto's where he's got to stay. And he's also already won a Stanley Cup. Mhm. So if he thinks like all oh, the team will be as good as they were last year maybe they won't win but i don't know if that'll matter to him as much because he's kind of kind of done it i think he just wants to play effectively and yeah and he's, you, made, he's made quite a bit of money yeah at this point do you give him one year yeah yeah i, I don't know how you could do more than that unless he's like yeah i'll do one million for two <laughs> <laughs> shit man there's uh three players that are kind of grouped together here uh we got wayne simmons Michael Furland and Corey Perry. Oh, man. First off, fuck Corey Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. How did you feel about him getting bought out, by the way? I mean, they needed to. I'm, I'm, I was ecstatic. Like, people are finally realizing what a sh- shitty player he is. I was ecstatic. We had we had Lance on last week. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> it was really funny. I didn't say anything uh, when he brought it up, but uh, he also hates Corey Perry. He thinks he's the dirtiest player in the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super glad they bought him out. He's on. Okay. He's on their cap for four more years. Yeah. But somebody's going to sign him. Yeah. And that's think, the thing. 
I think Minnesota will sign him. He can sign for one year at a very, very nice contract. Um, I would say Minnesota for him. Wayne Simmons? I feel like L.A. is going to want Wayne Simmons. Yeah. We need another slower forward. Um, (laughs) But he can score, right? So they need scoring. It's been dropping off. It's been become a little bit more inconsistent as of late. But, yeah. Montreal's Montreal's spoken to him. Um, I'm a little worried about bringing him around. And that's the thing is, like, you don't want to sign him for too long because he's he's, he's kind of experiencing. Have you ever seen there's a graph of, like, player of production through age? And there's, like, it's pretty sharp once they hit 31, 32. Yeah. Like, they just did a meta-analysis of all the players in the league and you just see like there's like this beginning where it's like quite high in their early 20s and then it kind of levels off for a while and then just <laughs> fucking falls off a cliff <laughs> in their early 30s yeah that's Wayne Simmons to a T yeah you think Furlan's gonna stay in Carolina no I think he is he American I think so yeah I could see him going to like New York or Chicago or something like that um Ryan Dezingle. Oh, that's a good one. I think that he's going to stay in Columbus. I think Columbus is going to throw some money at him to make him stay because they they're losing to... they're losing too much. They need yeah, they need to keep a couple players. Keeping Dezingle would be good. I just uh I feel kind of bad for Columbus because they're losing so many good players. Like they could have a really good team if all those players came back. Mhm. Uh, I ho- yeah, I would say Columbus. I hope he stays there. <laughs> just, just spraying. Do you think Dion Phaneuf is done? Oh yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know who's gonna want. Unless you're, I don't know. Unless he's gonna sign for a league minimum and yeah. Some I heard, I heard really a desperate. that he's he's determined to uh to yeah. to make a team. Determined and if if it won't happen or two different things. <laughs> I don't think he was as bad as people gave him or said he was in Toronto, but he's definitely not even close to what <laughs> as good as he even was back then. <laughs> you know, he had a little bit of a bump in L.A. when he first went there, and last year was just a miserable time. I, I don't know. I can't see a team wanting him unless they're just really desperate. Okay, I'm going to throw one at you. Um, if you were Calgary, do you go with Mike Smith or do you go with Cam Talbot? Uh, I go with Mike Smith. The team <laughs> team likes him. He played good in the playoffs. I give him another year. Yeah. The problem I the problem I have with Calgary is they're constantly trading and selling off, and they're constantly in a state of change. Mm-hmm. Like they don't just let their team develop. Mm-hmm. Like they're already trying to trade Travis Hamonic. You know. Yeah. They had they had Dougie Hamilton for like what a year, year two years or a year. Uh, I think two potentially two. Yeah. But, but they yeah. they traded him right away. Uh, I mean that trade honestly that trade worked out. But they just you know if the team doesn't win it's like okay now we need to change something. It's like well maybe it just wasn't your year. Mm-hmm. You know they had a really good team last year that just died in the playoffs. So I, honestly I think at best they just need some type of like veteran player there just to kind of I don't know change like a little bit of the culture. But other than that. Like, I even heard they were trying to get rid of James Neal already. Yeah. <laughs> we had him for one year. Yeah, it didn't work out, but he was only there for one year, and he was injured for part of it. So kind of, you know, chill out, see how it's going to go. Don't do anything drastic right away. Um, 
That's pretty much all I got, man. All right. Who who do you think so far is going to make the biggest jump next year? Make the biggest jump? Yeah. Like what team? Yeah. Like who do you think like next year in the standings um, is going to be able to <sighs> change the most? Because we, you know, we always have a surprise team every year. Let me look at where everybody was sitting last year. You can even do it with projections of like who you think is going to join the team. So like I'm, I think Panarin's going to go to the Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I can't see the Devils being that low. Yeah. I'm not saying they're my pick, but I, I, I can't see them being that low. Do you think Ottawa is going to keep tanking? Um, I believe they will. I think I like they they haven't done anything to make me think it's going to be any different. Yeah. Um still bottom five and i think that's okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think they need it they need like they had do have draft picks and stuff but they need another they need a really good win in the draft is what they need mm-hmm. for the fans to have faith in them again yeah and they i mean they need a new arena <laughs> but new owner new yeah. owner they gotta hit the cap floor mm. <laughs> so, a lot of a lot of balls up in here if I were betting, I'd say Florida is a very high risk. Like they could be really good, depending on how they how they do at the free free agency. Mm-hmm. That's the thing; they don't necessarily need Panarin, but they Not definitely really. need they definitely need Bobrovsky. Yeah, if you look at Florida's scoring, I mean they had 267, which is in line with Boston, which is higher than Boston, higher than the Islanders, and higher than Nashville. Not far from Pittsburgh or Winnipeg, so they're they've got enough scoring to get to the playoffs. I'd also, if we were looking at this, I'm gonna say we're gonna see Toronto take a bit of a dip. We're gonna see Pittsburgh take a bit of a dip. We're gonna see Winnipeg. Columbus won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see that either. So I see Montreal having an opportunity to make those playoffs. They signed Jake Gardner, their playoff team. Yeah, Minnesota, I think they're gonna take a huge dip. Yeah, man. <laughs> and they did poorly last year. Yeah. Anaheim. Chicago is Chicago gonna make a bounce back? I think they already had their bounce up. Yeah. They had a career year, almost career year from Kane and Taves, and that's what propped them up quite a bit. Yeah, but there's I mean they were still sixth in in their division. You know, they they actually do have some decent prospects on defense, which is what really kind of killed them. Because they've got to bring it. Yeah, I see them going down. Arizona, I think they're going to be higher. I don't know if they'll make... I I mean, I know they're just outside the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be more consistent next year. Because mm-hmm. last year, like they didn't start very, <laughs> very good again. And then that's what fucked them. But they had a ridiculous amount of injuries. Yeah, they did. I can. Yeah, they're a bubble team, man. I can see them making it. Yeah. I hope they do. Um, San Jose is going to drop off. Yeah. I don't know how they can lose Pavelski. Like, I just, I know they, they need the cap space and everything, but I, I just always thought they would make it work because was, he's their captain. He scored almost 40 goals last year. Yeah. They need, they need him. Like, Timo Meyer can only do so much in, in his replacement. So, I, yeah. I think that contract on Carlson's not going to be too, too great for the team. Yeah. In the long term. In the long term. 
even the short yeah even the short term like you're taking money away from the opportunity of having Pavelski to put into your defense when you mm-hmm. have when you have Brent Burns already and you have Vlasic already yeah I agree didn't really make a lot of sense um yeah those are my those are my thoughts those are my predictions for next year <laughs> no that's good uh I think the if the Rangers get Panarin they're going to make a big jump having Panarin and Kako uh New Jersey I don't think they'll be at the bottom I think they'll be kind of the bottom 10 or like middle bottom 10 kind of thing you know yeah they're going like, to be a bottom like 9 10 like 9 10 11 Anaheim LA they're going to keep going down Detroit's I don't really see them going far. Buffalo, I want to say they're going to do it and get in the playoffs, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying, hey, maybe. Arizona added Phil Hesley to their coaching staff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if coaching's their biggest problem. I think they need scoring. Yeah. I, I mean, Galchen- they're going to be, be a healthy. Solid, yeah. They're going to be a solid defensive team. That's like that's their. Yeah. That's their bag. Sure. They need Keller to step up. They need Galchenyuk to step up, and <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't believe in that guy. No. I kind of think uh, the Islanders won't be as good next year. Yeah, I'm a little worried about them with all the free agents they're going to lose. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, they were a bit of a surprise this year, like a happy surprise. So I, I, I don't think they can maintain that. I mean, they had record goaltending. Yeah. Like, both goaltenders had record years. Like when that happens on one team, or two goalies on one team, like that just that propped them up quite a bit. So I don't, I don't think they'll bottom out. I just think like they're going to be more struggling to make the playoffs compared to last year. Yeah, it's really going to open up the divisions. Yeah, next year. I'm excited, man. I think I think the Atlantic is pretty locked in. Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal potentially can challenge Toronto. I think. But with Florida there. Yeah. And Montreal pushing up. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I think those, it could be five teams from the Atlantic. Next yeah, it's going to, it's going to shift. From, from the Metro. Yeah. Last year it was five from the Metro. I think this, this year is going to be five from the Atlantic. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. All right, man. Do you have any, uh, do you have like one wild hot take for free agency opening day? Uh, I think it's going to be more boring than people think. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be. Because <laughs> we're all like, we're like thinking there's going to be all these huge changes and, and offer sheets and stuff. But I think there probably won't be any offer sheets and all the players will just end up in like pretty expected places compared to last year. And I think um, Edmonton's going to do nothing. Big shock. <laughs> I predict that... Um nothing will happen with Mitch Marner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's just going to sign for like 10.25 or something. And I'm just going to yeah. all right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, it was great chat- chatting with you. We'll, yeah, it was uh, fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll end it around here. I guess we need to we need to tell people to follow us on on Twitter at HFHT Podcast. Um, you can find our podcast on every major directi- directory. If you liked what you heard, let us know. Uh, share with your friends. Bring your mom. And feel we'll f- be back. <laughs> Sorry, what? I was going to say, feel free to troll us. Yeah. Throw, throw some we're stuff not, our way. That'd be we're fun. We're not experts at this. We're just fans. Yeah. Let us know what you're thinking. And we'll be back next week. I'm not sure 
if Grant will be, but we certainly will be. So keep your head up, keep your stick on the, the ice, and we'll see you out there.